this morning, turn with me to John chapter 6. John chapter 6. We'll go to the Lord in prayer and just bow with me. Dear Lord, we come to you again this morning. We're just so thankful for another day that we could come and be with your people in your church, Lord. I thank you for each one that was able to make it this morning, Lord. You know those that were not able to, to be here, Lord. I just pray for them, whatever the cause may be, Lord. You know their heart. Uh, Lord, you know the needs of each and every one here, uh, spiritually and physically, Lord. I just pray that you would bless in your own special way. Lord, I pray that you would just help me as I stand to preach your word. Lord, I pray that I could get this burden across in a way that would be pleasing to you, Lord. I pray that we could receive a blessing from it today. I pray that you would just uh, reach down and touch each of the requests of prayer, Lord, that were mentioned. Lord, you know what's needed. I pray that you would just help us to trust you more, help us to have more faith in you, help us to uh, just be a better servant each and every day. I pray you go with us through the day, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. John chapter 6. We're going to read a very uh, familiar scripture this morning. Starting here in verse 1. Chapter 6, verse 1. It says, After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude followed Him, because they saw His miracles which He did on them that were deceased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there He sat with His disciples, and the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up His eyes and saw a great company come unto Him, He saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this He said to prove Him, for He Himself knew what He would do. Philip answered Him, Two hundred pennyworth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon's, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here, which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about five thousand. And Jesus took the loaves, and when He had given thanks, he, dis he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them 
that set, that were set down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, he said, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth that profit that should come into the world. And we're going to stop reading here this morning uh, in verse 14. We see that Jesus knew what He was going to do. He was presented with this uh, situation as many kind of flocked to Him. Uh, you know, it, it was time to eat. And you can just imagine everybody there, maybe they had been gathered around Jesus and, and were sitting there just listening and uh, for a long period of time. And perhaps, you know, their stomach started growling. And it became noticeable. And maybe Jesus was getting a little hungry Himself. He was just as much man as He was God. Uh, and, and we do find, if you go and read throughout the life of Jesus, you know, those times He had to stop and eat. And this was one of those times it was time to eat. And, you know, the disciples were wondering, you know, what, what are we going to do? What's the plan? There's many people here. Uh, and what it sounds like, you know, maybe they were just in the middle of nowhere, uh, just being around Jesus, and uh, it was time to eat. What are we going to do? What's the plan? Jesus knew what he was going to do. And you see in verse 5, he said, When shall we uh, buy bread that these may eat? In verse 6, he said, And this he said to prove him, for he, he himself knew what he would do. He already knew what the plan was. And he was trying to to just uh, rhetorically ask this question, you know, well, what's the plan? What are we going to do? Uh, but he knew himself already. Jesus used this lad. And, and I love this. Uh, uh, Andrew, one of his disciples, come up and said, there's a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? He said, there, there's this one lad here that's offered up his, his food, his uh, loaves of bread and these fish. But, you know, what good is that going to do? There's thousands of people here. It says about 5,000 people were in the number. What, what, what good is this little bit of food going to do? You know, I, I picture this lad. That's that's all we are told. He's just there's this lad here. We don't know uh, his age, maybe, but uh, for them to refer to him as a lad, you know, we can just picture him being a young boy, um, just maybe a, a, a young and maybe a teenager, maybe not even that. But we know, you know, he was a lad, a young boy that just came up and and offered what he had. You know, I, I picture that, that young boy has maybe just had a, a little lunch from Mama. A little lunch that, that Mama packed him. A little something that he brought from home to, to just feed himself. But this, this boy, he was loving. He was giving. He, I, I believe he loved the Lord. And this, you know, I, I can't help but notice as I was studying this, um, this boy must have had a good Mama. He must have been raised by uh, some good parents in order for him to go out into the crowd of Jesus. And he offered his food. This lad did. He didn't have much, but Jesus used what he had. 
my thought here this morning is that we need to stay small. And I'm not just talking about small of stature. I'm not just talking about young, innocent, uh, little, like this lad was. It wasn't the fact that he was a child that made him that way. But perhaps he was small-minded. Lord, uh, this is all I have, but I know you can do something with it. That was kind of his mindset, I believe. And, and we see that, that he just come up and, you know, this is all I have. This is what we got. But he was humbled with it. He, he stayed small with it. It's not, well, you know, I brought this amount and, you know, I can do this. I can feed this amount. But, Lord, see what you can do with it. I'm going to give it to you. I know if anybody can turn around and, and, and do anything with this little amount, you can you know, the Lord uses people like that. The Lord uses the humbled ones. Jesus, no doubt He performed this miracle. He was able to, to take this uh, bread and fish and, and make it go around to all these people. He performed this miracle though because of the lad that was willing to stay small. He was willing to, to humble himself, willing to, to just go to the Lord with what he had. And I know uh, maybe it, not, it ain't in one of our books, but I think of that song, Little as Much When God is in it. Little as much if we give it to the Lord. But little being used, you know, that requires a lot of faith. When, when we go to the Lord and say, Lord, I have just this little amount. This is nothing. But when we go to the Lord with it, that requires faith. Being used requires a lot of faith. This boy, you know, he wasn't in some great position, I don't believe. He, uh, I don't believe that he had any kind of family wealth. He didn't really have anything to offer. Nothing to impress anybody with. All he had was some bread and fish. It says even uh, small fish. Two small fish. But it was his simply faithful heart that was great. It was his small attitude. It was him knowing his place under the Lord. How he was small. He didn't, he didn't have any power to do anything himself. It was that attitude and, and him going to the Lord with it. Lord, I, I trust that you could do something with this. That's, that's what led him to being used. I want to talk about pride here for just a minute this morning. And I want to try to tie all this in. You know, pride is a great hindrance to faith. And, and you can't convince me any way different. Pride is a great hindrance to being used by God. How so? You know, when you have pride, it, that, that's, that's relying on yourself. What I can do. What I have. What I'm capable of. That's not having faith in the Lord. That's the opposite. We must stay small. We must realize that it's the Lord that speaks through us. The Lord that moves through us. He works through us. The Lord was able to work through that lad that come up and offered what he had. It wasn't, Lord, I can do this. Lord, I can, I can do that. Lord, I want to see what You can do with this. You know, we... We mentioned in this last anointing service we had the other day, uh, I believe Brother Jack 
mentioned the scripture with, uh, he said, with faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove. That's a, a that's a verse that we use a lot. God said we can move mountains with faith, but you can't have faith and pride at the same time. In order to have faith, you got to set aside what you think you can do. You've got to set aside what you think you're capable of. One of them is going to overpower the other. You can't have both in your heart. Sooner or later, one will conquer the other. You know, it's when we're powerless that we see God's power, His true power. It's when we are small that we see how big He is. This young lad, he had nothing to feel pride about. And all he had was just a little bit to offer to the Lord. But that's the type of people God can use. God can't use someone who says, Here, Lord, I can do this. Lord, look what I can do. God uses the ones that says, Lord, show me what you can do. Turn with me to Daniel chapter 4, if you will. I know we have talked about Daniel and Nebuchadnezzar a lot recently. I want to refer to a verse here. Just a second, though. Daniel chapter 4. Just a simple thought on my heart this morning, but I want us to see Daniel chapter 4, verse 37. Give you just a second. Verse 37, he says, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven, all whose works are truth and his ways judgment, and those that walk in pride he is able to abase. I wanted to point out here that Nebuchadnezzar, I, I know I've mentioned this a lot recently, we've, we've touched on him a lot, but Nebuchadnezzar, he was, he was humbled. But he, he was humbled in the way that that he realized the pride that those that walk in pride he is able to abase. He wanted everybody else to know that too. Those that, that would come across this uh, testimony, as I, I like to look at it, to see that, you know, I tried the whole thing. I tried to rely on myself. I tried to, to show the world what I could do. Nebuchadnezzar, he, he was the king of a great empire, a, a, a great big old kingdom. He had a lot of things to, to rely on. If, if a man should have anything to rely on, he was the one. He had a lot that, uh, that was uh, obtained by himself that, you know, I, I've got a great army. I've got, uh, I, I've got all these men under my rule and, and I've got all these possessions. I've got this wealth. I've got, you know, I can do a lot of things. If anybody was able to rely on himself, he was one of them. But he said, you know, I, I tried that. I tried that. But now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of Heaven. And he said, in those that walk in pride, he is able to abase. The pride that we have will soon be overcome. It will soon be overtaken. It will soon uh, be stripped away from us. But it will lead to pain. It will lead to tragedy, to destruction, to hurt when we have pride in ourselves. 
Church, we have to stay small. Friend, you have to, to stay humble. You have to stay small. Again, you can't have faith in God. And we are Faith Way Baptist, are we not? We can't truly have the faith that is required to live for Christ if, if we are lifted in pride, if we rely on ourselves, if we try to show the world what we can do. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18 says, Pride goeth before destruction, and a holy spirit before fall. Many say, you know, I'm proud of what I've done. I'm proud of what I've accomplished. Some even say, you know, I'm proud of how I've grown spiritually. That's something that we should realize. You know, pride only is pre-destruction. Pride is, it, it leads to a dead end. Pride is the enemy of faith. You cannot rely on self and God. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24 says, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. I know that mammon, uh, when we read that verse, we mostly think of uh, wealth, possessions, mammon, things that we can obtain. But you know, this morning, I believe that mammon refers to anything that we can take pride in. Anything that, that, that we can rely on. That, that we could be lifted up over. You can't have both in your heart. You cannot serve God and mammon. You can't faithfully serve God and rely on yourself at the same time. Stay small. Stay humbled. Stay little. You know, it's okay to be little. It's, it's wonderful to, to be little under God. That's right where we need to be. You know, you might think people don't notice you being humbled. I, you know, I, I stay quiet, Brother Branson. I, I stay humbled. I stay where I need to be, where I can see God's true power. But you know, nobody ever notices that. How can I be a blessing if nobody ever notices how I'm serving the Lord? Nobody ever notices that. God notices you. And believe it or not, others who are also being humble, small, submissive to the Lord, they notice you too. I think of Paul in Galatians chapter 2. Daddy had mentioned this during the revival. And it was a great message he brought. I don't want to take away from it in any way. But Galatians chapter 2 and verse 6 and. If you want to turn there, you can, but I'm just going to tell you how in verse 6, Paul, he wasn't impressed with that big reputation of those certain people in the, in the crowd. He wasn't impressed with those that maybe had a, a high reputation. Those, those people who seemed to be big and proud, and maybe they were very good at advertising how their works were accomplished and what they did. And how they were able to do things. He wasn't impressed with that. But he noticed in verse 9, Galatians 2 verse 9, he noticed the, the true strength of that church, of that crowd. He, he realized who the faithful ones were. They weren't you know, standing in front of the church just, just trying to be recognized. But they stood out. They still stood out. They were obvious to Paul. There's folks out there that 
simply just want publicity. They, they want people to see them being used. They want people to see them standing up and, and, and supposedly doing what uh, they think is right and good. But a lot of people just want to be noticed. There's so-called Christians out there that just want the spotlight. But we are called to shine the light, not take it. And we shine our light by being humble, being small, not being lifted up in pride. I want to leave you with this example this morning. I want to talk to you men for a second. I feel like y'all could relate to this, especially in, uh, most of you women here. Uh, y'all understand, at least your husbands or uh, maybe your daddy at one time, brothers, whatever, y'all, y'all could see this in their life as well. But men, have you ever tried to work a job with a relative? Have you ever, you know, just tried to go out there and work with maybe someone you're even close to, a friend, a brother, your dad, uncle? You know, me and Daddy have worked together here a lot recently. You know, I believe we get along pretty well, but there's times we butt heads. There's times that that we disagree because we both take pride in, in what we know as a man. You know, there... I think about how we, we do that landscaping and Daddy says, you know, back whenever I ran this crew at, at this place and we did this, this is how we did this. And I say, well, Daddy, whenever I was in high school and uh, he had me running over here and doing this, this is what we did and this is how he liked it done and this is what I knew to do. And sooner or later, one of us is going to have to step down, aren't we? We're going to have to, to kind of decrease and realize that we can't both sit there and just... Well, this is what I think. This is what I think. How many times we try to do that with the Lord? Let me tell you something. The Lord knows better. So why don't we try to, to Lord, this is what I think's best. Lord, this is what I can do. This is what I've done. Don't be lifted in pride. So many, you know, I think again about how so many men, they maybe even quit or lost jobs because they can't humble themselves. And not just men, I know women too. We, we as humans can become very prideful. I know you've probably seen people lose their jobs over their own pride. Just They won't even humble themselves under maybe their employer, their boss man. It's sad whenever they can't do that because uh, maybe they can't even humble themselves before God. You have to stay small this morning to be used by God. And He does know better. He wants to use you. He wants to to, uh, take what you have to offer, even if it's small, and use that. And He can. But He's not going to use it if you're lifted in pride and you try to do what you think you can do. It don't work that way. Let God show this morning. Stay small. So He can show Himself as big. He can show His power. The world needs to see God's power. They need to see Jesus. They don't need to see Branson O'Neill. They don't need to see my, my knowledge, my experience, uh, my, what I know to do. They don't need to see that. They need to see the Lord. This will be the message this morning. We'll have a verse of the song.